The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. A pleasant good morning to everyone. Nice to be here in worship and fellowship with you. From the words of today's gospel, which I just read, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. 
I'd like to start by offering a prayer. Would you pray with me? Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort me and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in the hearts of all that love me, Christ in the mouth of friend and stranger. Amen. The words that I just repeated from today's gospel set the stage for a dialogue between two teachers, Nicodemus and Jesus. Nicodemus must have been following Jesus' ministry very closely because he came with a specific interest or curiosity about the signs he saw Jesus perform. He wasn't the only curious person. Many others in Jesus' community were expressing among themselves the same curiosity. It is recorded in a few words above in the previous chapter. Many also believed in his name when they saw the signs Jesus did. And they wondered, they all wondered who he was. But so compelling were the signs for Nicodemus, he was driven to come forward to confront Jesus. He was right in thinking that God was with Jesus. And most likely, he discerned that the signs were indicators of Jesus' oneness with God. But little did he realize his curiosity would eventually lead him to an even greater discovery than the one he was seeking, that of Jesus becoming the sign God would use to take away the sins of the world. He would soon realize that Jesus was actually the sign he was seeking. Intrigued by the curiosity of Nicodemus and his encounter with Jesus, I decided to go deeper in contemplation on the concept of signs. Using the practice of reading and rereading the scripture with one's heart, I wondered what impact or influence do signs have on our faith, yours and mine, and more generally, our lives. I wanted to make meaning of all of this. Did Nicodemus share a similar interest in wanting to know the signs Jesus did and why? Or maybe he just wanted to experience another opportunity to continue learning. Most teachers never stop learning. And that's anyone who never wants to stop learning. For starters, I thought, Signs are integral to our life of faith in worship, creating order and meaning and wonder as a response. We have the sign of the cross. We don't have flowers on the altar, but that's a sign of beauty. We don't have flowers on the altar during Lent, 
But when they're there, it is a sign of beauty. And we have the baptismal font, a sign of our initiation into God's family. And as I was sitting there, I watched our choir director just do signs that motivated the choir to stand and to start singing and, you know, how, how beautiful and bringing order to the way the choir performs. The signs are an indication of all these. These and many more signs foster our faith formation and help us navigate the world. There's a personal story I'd like to share with you of how all this happened for me, creating lasting memories. It was a warm Sunday morning, my first day coming to All Saints. As is often the case, humanly speaking, I felt anxious coming to a new church and I was by myself. So I tried two familiar practices to seek calm. Public transportation, I was not gonna get lost. Public transportation and walking some of the way. Coming westward and getting closer to the building, the first thing that caught my attention was the cross. The acolyte was standing outside holding the cross. I had not yet seen the building. I just saw the cross. As I got closer, I saw Father Blunt standing outside, and I realized I met the acolyte who was standing outside holding the cross. You know, my pace had increased for some reason. When I saw the cross, I felt I'm going in the right direction. Ah, oh, yes, getting closer enough, like I said, Father Blunt on the steps, greeting passes by, and extending signs of welcome to those entering and to those who were passing. I also saw the sign which reads, the Episcopal Church welcomes you. And then I met the acolyte who was holding the cross, the Kari. I received my greeting, entered the sanctuary, being greeted with signs of welcome and hospitality by two ladies. One still worships here, the other has gone on to greater glory, as the saying goes. Father Steve was away that Sunday on a mission trip. Fellowship and worship took place, and afterwards, I was invited to go downstairs. It was summer, so Bible study was followed by coffee morning. These many years later, in what feels to me like today, God's beloved community, all those signs are still in practice here at All Saints. I'm sure you have your own memories, and I hope you have the opportunity to share them one day. One more brief story, recent brief story. I walked to the back and greeted one of my little friends. I said, good morning, and she smiled. And she had a little teddy bear in her hand. So I said, 
what's the name of your teddy bear? And guess what she said? Church. <laughs> I said, wow. But you know, as I was thinking about that little incident, I realized that's an early sign of her faith formation. She blew my mind when she said church. So much about my contemplation. We're going to revisit Nicodemus and Jesus for a while. He didn't have to contemplate because Jesus was there with him face to face in communion and communication. Scripture doesn't tell us how long it took for Nicodemus to realize that the signs he wondered about were being performed by the true and living sign, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, the true and living sign of God's love and God's redeeming grace. But scripture does tell us that Nicodemus was a witness at Jesus's crucifixion, which occurred sometime later after his first encounter. At the crucifixion, he saw the sign personified, Jesus on the cross. And with Joseph of Arimathea, prepared the body of Jesus for a burial, quite for his burial, quite a revelation that must have been for him. What began as an encounter between Nicodemus and Jesus more than 2,000 years ago has now opened a way for you and me to participate in the continuation of the story. Following in the footsteps of all those who have gone before us, we are now, by faith, the individual and visible signs, symbolically speaking, commissioned to display the good news of God's redeeming love. Fortunately, we do not have to ask the question Nicodemus asked, because Jesus answered by his death, himself becoming the sign. Like Nicodemus, it takes courage, faith, persistence, and humility to follow Jesus all the way to the reality of the cross and the revelation of the true and living sign crucified on it. I admire Nicodemus for his manner of approach to Jesus, that of the teacher becoming a student. I once read a quote that said, the teacher and the student can be found in the same person, end quote. On another note of encouragement, much is offered to keep us going and growing. We men I mentioned some of the signs. Strengthened by the signs of faith, again, the baptismal font, the cross, the Holy Eucharist, and most importantly, the love of God in its varying ways, for, as forgiveness, healing, long-suffering, and the list goes on. And I think most or import, just as important, the sign of the love of God activated in us, in you and in me, which unites us with each other and the whole world. Indeed, Jesus Christ is the ultimate sign of God's redeeming love for the world. 
in a joyful and solemn way, this reality is worthy of the celebration like this one we're here to participate in today. I feel so thankful when I think about this good news and encourage myself to carry on with you, members, living signs of the body of Christ. And I interpret it in the hymn that says, lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world adore his sacred name. That image is an imaginary sign for me to carry on with my faith journey. I find it quite fitting and motivating for displaying who I am and hopefully who you are and why we're on this mission. You and I are living signs, moving signs, each one unique with the imprint of God's image. May others see in us what Nicodemus saw in Jesus. And may they not only talk about nor wonder about the signs that we do, but may they come to Jesus, the sign of our faith, guiding the way to everlasting life. May they know Jesus and be baptized in his name. Indeed, yes, Jesus is the ultimate sign of our faith. And so with this, and I, I, I've been trying to make it, and with this, <laughs> I, I, I offer you as signs of God's love and God's peace from me to you. Amen. <laughs>